0: With all the food, chocolate, sweets, parties, alcohol, high emotion, loneliness, guilt, betrayal, office parties, hangovers, eggnog, lack of exercise, and not enough sex for some and not good sex for others, it could be the most horrible time of the year. But we think of it as the most wonderful time of the year. I'm Maureen McGrath, and I host the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show, the show where we educate men and women about sexual health, how it relates to overall health, making relationships the best they can be. In the spirit of the season, I have uh, changed some of the lyrics to some of the songs. It's the most wonderful time of the year, because it's not always the most wonderful time of the year for many people, due to loneliness, due to things that may have happened during the year. And as you know, I love to sing. (laughs) <laughs> and I grew up on Christmas carols. Um, so here's my first rendition of a, a song I love, which is called The Most Wonderful... It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year, and I've changed it... Well, because I was eating so many chocolates in my office, and which I love, but they don't love my hips so much, um, or the rest of me. Anyway, and I thought, as I was eating them... I thought it's the most horrible time of the year. Anyway, so here's my first song. It's the most horrible time of the year. Well, my boyfriend, he cheated. My mood is depleted. There's no time for cheer. It's the most horrible time of the year. Or it's the most horrible time of the year. My erection is lacking. I've taken to whacking. No women are near. It's the most horrible time of the year. Anyway, <laughs> if any of you are feeling any of that, the hangovers, the office party, what went on there, not getting enough exercise, you're not alone. Anyway, but some people are alone at the holidays and that can be very tough. So, as His Holiness the Dalai Lama said, the essence of compassion is the desire to alleviate the suffering of others and to promote their well being. I'm hoping to do that tonight and help to make this the most wonderful time of the year for you. We have 10 days left till Christmas. What is the date? 14th, 15th? Anyway, I don't know. Um, but it, if you can believe it, this year is nearly finished. Uh, It's been a great year. There's been so much, but you know, throughout the year we have heartache and we have pain. I'll be answering your emails later. Uh, One woman in particular had particular betrayal pain this year. Um, and other had some questions about uh, things that were perhaps strange. So, anyway, but I'm talking mumps and pumps on tonight's show. And for that reason, the doctors are in the house. In particular, Dr. John Weisler. He's a cardiologist consultant doctor to the BC Lions, Whitecaps, and some of the Olympic teams here in British Columbia. And he is in the studio tonight, which is great. Also, Dr. Anjali Malhotra, a women's health specialist, joins me tonight to discuss hormones. We'll get her on the line in a little bit. They, they say know thyself, so I'm going to tell you a little bit about me, something I, uh, I know about myself. I'm a lover, obviously. I host a sex show. I'm not a fighter, uh, so you may have guessed that. Um, I also find it difficult to receive, so I'm more of a giver, which is why in the spirit of the season, I have a few gifts for you tonight. So as you know, I've been giving out these uh, this underwear for a little while now, <laughs> but I keep finding it. Anyway, uh, my package underwear. It is uh, fabulous uh, underwear. It'll make you or your man, however you perceive this look sexier than ever and you may not know what you're going to get Mr. Wonderful and my package just might be the sexiest stocking stuffer ever. So the number to call me is 604-280-9898 or star nine eight nine eight on your cell. I also have a gift for the ladies. We're going to be talking about lots of different subjects tonight. 12 Reasons to Have Sex with Your Husband Every Night. Yes, it's a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but there's lots of learning around that. And orgasm, one of my pet peeves in life. It matters, ladies. I'm seeing lots of information on social media saying, it doesn't matter. No biggie. Uh, I, I beg to differ. Anyway, Um, men are more likely to help you if you're wearing heels. Uh, That's a, that's a study out of France. And, uh, and with that, I have some shoe jewelry to give out, which will make you feel even sexier in those heels. Uh, so we're going to get started. Uh, also why getting mistletoe, why getting under the mistletoe, not just under the sheets is good for you. And, uh, as I said, we'll talk about your emails. Anyway, the pump study, the French study, uh, is the first to investigate the effect of a woman's Shoe Heels on Men's Behavior. If you can believe this, they actually fund studies like this. I wish I'd gotten this funding. I do appreciate the sexiness quotient in a great pair of hot pink suede pups. Well, apparently the men do too. So if you are a woman in need, the results of this study, which was published in the Springer's Journal Archives of Sexual Behavior showed that if a woman needs help, maybe all she needs to do is don a pair of heels. And the higher the heel, the better. Anyway, um, it really, the the size of a woman's shoe heel influences how men behave toward her. We know that men react to red, the color red. A woman in a red dress uh, just cannot be um, sexy enough for a man. They, they love that. They don't even realize how attracted they are to women who are wearing red dresses. So it, it's great to wear a red dress at the Christmas season as suppose to the uh, typical black. But anyway, um, there were many, a couple of different tests that were done out in the field about this flat shoes versus heels. And one was, uh, the same woman was asked, uh, was asking people, men, to complete a survey and whether or not they complied more readily had to do with whether she was wearing flats or high heels so obviously they were more inclined to complete the questionnaire if she was in high heels and the faster they were they were more likely to do this faster the higher her heel was also, the the helpfulness increased, the helpfulness of the men increased along with the height of the heels a woman was wearing when she dropped a glove, for example. They helped faster and more often. And here's this. If you find it difficult to meet a man in a bar here in Vancouver, what you need to do is to wear heels because men in a bar were quicker to start chatting with a woman wearing heels than when she was wearing flat shoes. Now, that is really the best dating tip that I can give you all year, and it comes at Christmas time, so I'm happy to give that to you. But the women's, basically, the results of the study was that a woman's shoe heel size exerts a powerful effect on men's Behavior, and um, I, I agree. But I also think that uh, it empowers women. You know, I go from 5'8 to five eleven, and with the slip of a shoe in a in a meeting or a, or an event. Um, so you know, and it makes you feel sometimes when you're towering over some of those men, you actually feel uh, pretty darn good about yourself. But you know, also there's some speculation that because so many models um, in the media ha- are associated with. Uh, sexuality or ha- or desire to have sex. Um, that is why men are more likely to help with uh, with women. Anyway, I've got a couple of callers on the line. There's Len from Burnaby. Hey, Len, are you there? Hello, Len.
1: Hi, Maureen. How are you? Good. I love your show. I like your opening musical ensemble there.
0: <laughs> Thank you. I thought it was going to get pulled off the air. <laughs> Oh, yeah, well. For singing. I'm glad they let
1: you get away with all this
0: on the air. We're learning so much. Aw, that's nice of you to say. It's true. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, now, I'm, I imagine you're calling in about my package. Not yeah. my package, but the other. <laughs> Are you there? Yes, I am. Yes, are you calling in about my package? Yes. What I failed to say was the only two sizes I have in the studio tonight are large and extra large. Are large, you? Large, <laughs> please is large good yeah yeah i was looking for the big guys out there tonight so len you are the one (laughs) all right thanks so much for the call Len. have a great christmas you too thanks for listening merry christmas thank you very much same to you okay so there we go one large size package gone already and he liked my singing i think he was lying about that but anyway that's that's always nice uh, Dr. John Weisler joins me in studio, and uh, we are going to talk about mumps, but I think we have to go to a break. Thanks for joining me in the studio tonight, Dr. Weisler.
2: My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Now, I know one way to transmit the mumps is through kissing, an obvious way because yeah. of the mucus exchange, yeah. hopefully.
2: In, in the medical field, we call it droplets, but yes, kissing, <laughs> uh, all that all stuff. Well, this TV. is a sex
0: show, and uh, and I've tasked you tonight with not, not yet. <laughs> I've tasked you tonight, and I really appreciate it, with helping me discuss the physiology around orgasm. So we're going to talk about that later in the show, in the second half, when it's closer to the 9 o'clock hour. So, you know, just in case your kitties are still up and they're listening. Anyway, but when I come back, we're going to go with hormones, and Dr. Anjali Malhotra is going to tell us about estrogen and progesterone and when and why you need them. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Bring it to your knees. That's what we want to do for you here on the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. I'm Maureen. I'm your host. We're talking sex tonight. And uh, I've uh, brought Dr. John Weisler in here to talk with me. He's a cardiologist. He's the consultant to the BC Lions, the Whitecaps, and some of the BC Olympic teams. So welcome to the studio again, Dr. Weisler. Thanks Thanks, for joining me. Uh, He's also a colleague of mine and a friend. Uh, so anyway, it's always great to have him here. He happens to stand six foot nine, and he has a great radio voice as well. <laughs> but it takes more than a radio voice to have a great radio show, and that's what you provide—is great content. And uh, it's always helpful for people to learn about the heart. And but tonight we're going to learn about mumps because Sidney Crosby is the latest casualty in the mumps debacle uh, of the NHL.
2: Yeah, he sure was. And uh, when I saw that picture on the sports news, uh, I mean, he, he set up. First, he didn't have it, or the team did, but the diagnosis was not much in doubt from seeing his face. It was pretty swollen.
0: I thought the same thing, and yeah. they said because it was only on one side, yeah. um, I it... don't uh, think
2: that makes a difference. No, uh, yeah. it does
0: not, that's for yeah. sure. So it's it's unusual, or we're surprised when adults get yeah. mumps. It, it's, it's, it's not un- generally the case. It's, it's a childhood disease. It's,
2: it's uncommon in adults. I mean, you certainly can. It's, a, it's an infectious disease. It's extremely uh, transmissible and uh, i don't i don't know his vaccination history but it is quite preventable if you get the vaccine like the the MMR vaccine which we're all supposed to get in childhood and get a booster um, mumps is kind of often uh, thought of as a, as a nuisance, and I guess fortunately for the majority of people it is, um, but it can still be extremely uncomfortable. You know, it can give uh, men, it can give them testicular swelling, uh, and, and of course the discomfort with the parotid gland is, is quite uncomfortable. And then in rare cases, it is more serious, like a lot of viruses, um, meningitis, uh, encephalitis, so inflammation of the brain, and uh, you can have seizures, and then you can have hearing loss. Uh, so so and and it, and it is it is something we can catch later in, later in life is, for sure
0: and it has to be treated and something that I notice um, that sports players do quite often which drives me crazy because sharing yeah. <laughs> a few things but anyway I'll just mention this one sharing drinks they have those yep. baskets of bottles with the yep. you know and it's you know six of them maybe large ones and there's like you know 12 on the team they're obviously sharing it yep. and transmitting disease or increasing the risk of transmitting disease
2: yeah. I, I mean I think uh, for a Lot of your sexual health topics, you would say that sharing is caring, sharing is good, but for sports, for drinks, for food, sharing not so good. And, and no, you're absolutely right. You know, and and, and uh, it's it's an easy way to uh, to spread um, spread spread these illnesses around, uh, whether it's through drinks or with other illnesses like uh, a lot of skin infections, stuff like cockle infections. They can spread by sharing equipment, things like pads and stuff like that that these players may wear. So hygiene hygiene is is important. And I mean, does a does a pro sports ath- does a sports athlete care that much about hygiene? Maybe maybe not maybe it's macho to forget it, but it is important for sure.
0: Absolutely, and it's a perfect environment. They're all hugging yep. together, and they're all Warm, you know high fiving each yep. other. Warm, moist environment. Yep. Absolutely, they're sweating. They're yep. hot. <laughs> you know, they're good looking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my kind of.
2: Uh... There you go. You watch a lot of hockey. It sounds like <laughs> yeah, <it>. my kind <laughs> of hockey
0: game. My kind of sport. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. besides sex. Uh, so well, thanks so much, and um, hopefully that they'll all uh, recover very quickly from the mumps as adults. We're going to switch over to something a little bit different: hormones. Uh, are very important. You hear about estrogen and progesterone and testosterone and oxytocin and uh, Dr. Anjali Malhotra who is a women's health specialist and a colleague of mine and also a friend. But I, I no, no, I don't call everyone my friends. I don't want to say that but I do have a lot of friends because I love people. Anyway, Dr. Malhotra. Hi. Hi, how, how are, are you? Ya? I'm your friend. Yes, you are. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I don't want to sound like I just have my friends here on the show. I just happen to have really smart friends. <laughs>
3: have a lot of good
0: friends. <laughs> I do. I have great Friendly
3: friends. And good
0: person. I wanna, Well, that's very <laughs> so. kind of you to say. Um, that, and you are a great friend as well. Thank and you. also a great uh, addition to women's health and Thank a great you. resource for women's health. And we're very lucky to have you in the city. Thank and I you. and I tell people about you all the time because <laughs> people need to understand about perimenopause and menopause and vaginal dryness and, and all of the vasomotor symptoms that they may experience with perimenopause and menopause. And But they're all confused about about hormones estrogen oh and progesterone
3: yes you know if we just broke it down on just those two little ones we could talk for hours and hours just on estrogen and progesterone and there's just such a misconception about the safety of these and even why they're used a lot of times people wonder do I really have to go on both what's the point I would just like to pick one or the other and they've heard so much negativity about estrogen that they think kind of progesterone may be the answer but unfortunately, it's a little confusing and has maybe led to some confusion in people's minds about what's really going on with each of them. So, for example, estrogen is actually the medication in perimenopause and menopause that actually diminishes your symptoms. Now, you can take it by mouth patch or um, like gels, um, so there's lots of ways that you can take it. It's a very safe medication and it will be actually responsible for decreasing your symptoms.
0: And which symptoms are you talking about in particular? It would
3: be like hot flashes if you're taking it in one of those routes would be the number one. But also things like depression, if you've had a previous mental illness and it worsens in perimenopause, if you have joint pain, um, fatigue is often an issue, so the constellation of symptoms, so none of those should be discounted. They're all equally important and you really need to address those individually or as a constellation with your menopause provider. If you take it vaginally, it can just be for local therapy, so urogenital problems or vaginal dryness, so lots of reasons, better sex overall, better well-being overall.
0: And and um, women can experience vaginal dryness as early as age as age 31, and also Absolutely. after a baby is born, and Absolutely. and it can start at age 37, 39. Absolutely. I had a patient recently, I just mm-hmm. want to tell you about this because I, it just mm-hmm. drives me crazy. I practically pulled every hair out of my head. Anyway, um, she had a male <laughs> physician, a male GP, oh. and she had... <laughs> <laughs> i already know that's not i know question. i know i know you know and she yeah. had gone to seven phys- five no, no i i lie F- five or six physicians over the past two years she had been diagnosed with vaginal eczema she had been treated with lidocaine cortisone um uh cetaphil barrier cream and then she finally came to me and i examined her and given all the symptoms she had which she had all of them painful sex. Her relationship was on the line, quite frankly, because she had, was not able to have sex with her husband for two years. Um, She had burning, itching, thin watery discharge, recurrent urinary tract infection. She was 39 years old. And she went, I sent a letter to her doctor explaining, no, I I didn't. I sent her actually, because it was time sensitive. She went to her doctor the very next morning. I explained that she likely had vaginal atrophy on appearance. Her vaginal tissues were pale and thin. And she went and she explained this to him and said, I would be sending a letter. And he said, you know, he wanted her to get another opinion. She said she'd already had five other opinions and nobody wow. had ever mentioned this. And he and then she said, well, who's this? He said, who's this person you saw? And she said, well, she's a radio host and a sex therapist. <laughs> Okay, no credibility there, number Aww, one. But he wanted my letter, which I had to write, very gingerly, yeah. and he didn't want um, her to be treated with low-dose localized estrogen therapy. I mean, it's not even going to hurt her, even if it's not the
3: correct absolutely. diagnosis. It is absolutely is worth a shot. Now, absolutely, what's interesting is estrogen is honestly a hypoestrogenic state in this circumstance, so it is your treatment. So it's interesting to see that all of the symptoms that we've just talked about, including with your patient, they are due to a lack of estrogen. And it doesn't necessarily mean that's a natural thing or that you're going to really feel very good with having that state. So it's really important to replace that estrogen. And that's where it's a safe use of estrogen, especially in someone as young as a, a woman under the age of 60, to be using even orally, even systemic estrogen is very, very safe. Absolutely. And, in, and safety vaginally is tremendous. But you're right. Like, there's absolutely no reason not to try it, even in a circumstance like that. You'll get tremendous benefits.
0: And not to mention that if you cross me, I will do a radio show that's about right. you. you. So go, there you go. That's, that's the biggest advantage. reason. Now, let's get absolutely. to progesterone. We don't have a lot of time.
3: <laughs> yeah, so Why do
0: women take progesterone?
3: We only add progesterone in to protect one's uterus. That's the only reason that you really take it. Now, some people get the added benefit in some circumstances of added sleep. You can get a sedating effect from some of them, and insomnia is a common part, or a common symptom in perimenopause. Now, progesterone is the one that actually you want to be more careful about. Everyone thinks estrogen is a demon, but in fact, estrogen is a very, very safe medication, particularly started before the age of 60 when we start to worry about maybe cardiovascular issues. But prior to that, we have very, very few issues in the under-60 population. Now, when you combine estrogen and progesterone together, that's when after about five to seven years, you may consider that their breasts may become more dense. Mm -hmm. And that's really that breast cancer question. Now, do we know that breast density is going to cause breast cancer? not necessarily, but we do know density is an issue and it's harder to read on mammograms and it's definitely impactful on someone's risk.
0: Absolutely, and that's another risk for women and we're going to have to actually bring you back and talk about breast density um, as, a, as a greater issue and, and the especially the impact of progesterone on that uh, because we're running out of time, going to a sure. break. Uh, thank you so much, Dr. Malhotra. My we pleasure. will see you at work very soon. Indeed, have a great night. <laughs> thank you, same to you and thanks for joining me. So, when I come back, 12 reasons to have sex with your husband every single night. Plus, give me a call, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell to win some Christmas presents. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. I'm Maureen McGrath. I host the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. We try and educate about sex and uh, and promote sex. That's what I do in my office Uh, my clinical practice over at Crossroads Clinic, uh, you can come and see me over there or in North Van if you like. Um, you do have to make an appointment, you just can't come in off the street and a lot of you have tried to do that in the past and then I just get in a little bit of trouble. But, uh, you know, I learned so much from the listeners and the callers and, and my patients, Um, And the emailers, you can email me anytime you like, sextalk at cknw.com. I do try and answer every single email. It's a big task, but nonetheless, that's on my to-do list. And uh, having sex might be on your to-do list. But tonight, give me a call. I have another pair of um, extra, no, yes yes extra large my package underwear Um, so if you are a a giant guy (laughs) I might have to give this to Dr. Weisler he's six nine anyway (laughs) uh, give me a call you can win those and they're the most comfortable underwear that you will ever that will ever stuff your stocking anyway also I have these shoe jewels which are fabulous I have them I wear them I love them and they will dress up any old pair of suede pumps or whatever you have pink pump. So uh, give me a call 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell and we can have a little chat and I can give you a present because I'm a giver. Anyway, uh, this got a little reaction on social media. 12 reasons to have sex with your husband every night. It, it, I actually mean 12 reasons to have sex every night with yourself or your partner or your husband or Well, I don't mean your wife, but no, but maybe your wife. Yeah, actually, actually, anyway, um, but it it draws attention because so many husbands complain about, uh, the low sexual desire of their partners, their, their female partners, and it's a very common complaint. And it's actually very common in younger couples as well, or younger women, um, between the ages of 24 and 44 about 44 percent of that demographic will have low sexual desire and the more staggering stat about that or the more upsetting one is that only 12 percent of these people are bothered by it okay so there's a lot more going on in people's lives than sex Uh, at least that's my perspective and that's um from whence i come anyway um but these are based on just little stories that patients have told me in the office um, and one is around scheduling sex and so the number one reason to have um, sex with your husband or somebody or yourself every night is it will give you a break from your to-do list it is on your to-do list and I've actually had patients say to me having sex with my husband is on my to-do list and I know that if I have it I'll just tick, tick it off and he won't bother me again so <laughs> one reason is to take a break from your to-do list This is another one of my favorite ones, because your husband makes a million dollars. And this I heard about five or six years ago. It was a patient who said that her husband was complaining that she wasn't having sex frequently enough, and then he got so angry with her, and he said, and that's number three reason why you should uh, have sex with your husband every night, Uh, He got so angry with her, and then he just started spouting about how all these other couples were having sex every night. And then he named this other couple that they knew, this woman, and he said she has sex with him every single night. And and my patient said, and I said to my husband, her husband makes a million dollars a year. And so if my husband made a million dollars a year, I would have sex with him every night. So there's another reason if your husband makes a million dollars a year. Have sex with him. Maybe if you have sex with him every night, he'll make a million dollars a year. Who knows? I'm optimistic. Um, So he won't be moody. This is one big reason I hear this quite a bit, um, that, you know, given the testosterone levels, if they still have some testosterone, it it increases the anger and the irritability and the fatigue and all of that. And if he's not having sex, uh, he may be a lot moodier. So to reduce some of that uh, negative emotion that you may receive from your man... Uh, in addition to some other things. Uh, Here's a big reason. I did a research study many years ago, and it was the hypoactive sexual desire disorder study in premenopausal women who were not on antidepressants, who were partnered for greater than two years. And of course, uh, we had five or 600 applicants who wanted to participate in this research study, which, which told us that this is an just overwhelming issue in relationships but the key thing there was these women would say to me my husband is so understanding we have not had sex for two years and he's just the most understanding guy and like listen men need to have sex they don't want to have sex (laughs) well they want to as well but they need to have sex it is their biological drive they need sex more than they need food and more than they need sleep I promise you, I couldn't say this at the time when we were doing the research study. I just think, just shake my head on the inside. But I promise you, if you are not having sex with your male husband, shall we say, somebody else is, somebody else has been, somebody else will, for sure. Sex is the only thing you uniquely share with your husband, that you don't share with anyone else unless you're not having sex with him and then you will be sharing it with somebody else in many different forms either a woman he meets at work or a woman he meets on the street or a woman he meets on social media or a prostitute or massage parlor you just don't know but believe me men seek it out because they need it women May or may not desire it. It's not the same biological drive. Finding yourself through the touch of someone else or through yourself. After all, if you cannot touch yourself, who can you touch? So uh, touch is very important and vital and releases hormones and, and just makes you feel great all over. Men also need to be appreciated. They need to be fed. They need to be appreciated. And once again, did I say this already? They need to have sex. So that, that actually got two, place, two places on my list. Stress relief. You can either act like a crazy lady and drive around bashing strangers' mailboxes, or you can get down and dirty. I mean, it is good for you. There's mood elevating, and we're going to go through this with the doctor uh, shortly, who who I've tasked with this, and he's agreed. (laughs) Um, uh, No wonder I invite him to the show or, you know, it's very good for you, and women need to realize that and actually cut down on their to-do list and not say yes to everything. Volunteering here, if you're working outside of the home and you're you're managing a million balls in the air, except the two that matter. Um, another uh, reason is eight, number eight, life can get dull and sex is fun and free. If you're having financial problems, this is a fun activity and it is free. So, you know, we often refuse the good things in life. Like I always loved uh, people who are like, happy to go and like do you know all these zumba classes and all these other you know they they live vicariously through their kids like they're busy 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 they never settle down they're they're not even sleeping at night some of these women that i see in my practice anyway so um this is something good to do something else that i've been meaning to tell you about for a little while is uh you might want to watch the affair which is a program that's on at 10 o'clock on sunday nights um and if that doesn't get you in the mood, nothing will. You got to live vicariously through them, not through your children. They're having a clandestine affair. He's sort of good looking. He's been a little bit emasculated by his wife, and he's the father of four. But you know, they rely on her parents' money, and he meets this younger, more beautiful, because in part because she's younger, um, very sultry, very sensual, very sexual woman with the ba- with baggage the size of Manhattan, mind you. But none of it matters because. They they are not in that baggage together, and that is what fuels affairs. Quite honestly, sometimes I, I have been known to say we should not be having sex with people we're paying a mortgage with, um, because that actually, you know, muddies the water, shall we say, and and uh, and it actually can really take away from a good sexual relationship. Change your mindset. You want to do that because you deserve it. And, you know, humor the guy every once in a while. Let him see you naked. He doesn't care about your flaws. Only you do. I have women who are concerned about a quarter of an inch on their thigh. You know, they have great bodies, but they are so nervous about that. Now, you heard that wearing heels heightens a man's interest in you. And he's more likely to help you. So why not put on that full length downfield parka, don those hot pink suede pumps, and have nothing on underneath. You're sure to get some help with the dishwasher and the toilet then. Um, but then you know where that is going to lead you you. On a more important level, um, it'll sex allows you higher levels of antibodies and that will defend against germs, defend your body against germs, viruses, and other harmful intruders. So uh, it is known that sexually active people take fewer days off, um, off of work. You can see the sexually active people, they're happy, they're, they're vibrant, they're full of life. Um, and also for women, it's great to feel feminine again, whatever your plight in life, may it be there at your university, you're in the book, look, you know, a return to school, mom duties, being single again, divorce, grandmother duties. Um, if If no man, you know, in your life, get out that vibrator. Intensity is a great one uh, to utilize. It's on my website, www.backtothebedroom.ca, or any vibrator. You know, know thyself. It's really important, as I said. Anyway, that's my little 12 days of Christmas. Anyway, why you should have sex with your husband every night. If you've got any ideas, give me a call, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. When I come back, we are going to be talking about the importance of orgasm for women, because there's a lot of information on social media that says it's not it doesn't matter that much. I beg to differ. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Over and over again. We're talking orgasm over and over again. And I'm Maureen McGrath. I am your host for the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Did I get a little excited there or what? Anyway, <laughs> just in the mood to sing tonight. Um, I've seen on social media recently so much information about what's the big deal about orgasm. Women shouldn't really associate orgasm with good sex. If you're defining good sex on getting to the orgasm alone, you know, um, then you are totally wrong. They're claiming that it's male, a male centric cultural view of satisfying sex, and they define it as a single peak followed by a refractory period. I don't think so, um, and I think some of this information is misleading for women. They're they're viewing it as a single all-encompassing word. I I doubt that as well. Um, orgasm is the culmination of the touch, connection, arousal, desire, physiological processes. Uh, it's it can be mind blowing, and it um, it's vital for. Uh, healthy sex there's lead up to it desire arousal lubrication excitement plateau and and to get to that orgasm and and it's vital that your vagina is healthy that you're not experiencing um, vaginal dryness that uh, you that you are healthy in that regard and your sensation is good and and so I feel this is some of the misinformation um, and mis. Socialization about uh, sexuality and women and we have a long way to go for the uh with regard to sexuality and women and and feeling great about yourself and you you know you'll be able to feel great about yourself honestly if you put this um ju- this shoe jewelry on your high heels um, <laughs> anyway give me a call six zero four two eight oh ninety eight ninety eight or star nine eight nine eight on your cell um and you can win those and actually you know, just adding those or just some small little um, thing that you may do to increase your femininity or how you feel about yourself may help, may translate to uh, a better time in the bedroom. Or orgasm is vital and its impact on the brain, quality of life, and relationships I feel cannot be overstated. So, Dr. John Weisler has stayed here with me in the studio um, to talk about orgasm because he's a cardiologist and blood flow is important to the genitalia and as well to the brain. And uh, Dr. Weissler, and I, I apologize for tasking you with this tonight, <laughs> um, but thanks. I really appreciate it.
2: Oh, it's my pleasure. No problem.
0: Excellent pleasure. Yeah. We like pleasure around here. So why is it important that the blood flow to the brain and to the genitalia? And what is it about the blood that is important to um, improve the the chances of experiencing orgasm for women?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, we, we like to say, or and or some, sometimes we can say that, you know, the brain is the the biggest sex organ, and uh, and and usually as a cardiologist, when I get asked this question, I always focus on blood flow. And for men, it's important in you know healthy erections and and our overall cardiovascular health. The more interesting research uh, actually shows that in women, when they reach orgasm, so not just sexual arousal but orgasm in particular, that it has a number of uh, possible benefits for their for their brain. It uh, stimulates the hippocampus, uh, reduces which is a, an area of the brain. Uh, responsible for forming memories. Uh, so it might help with things like Alzheimer's. Um, also um, you know it decreases a woman's sensitivity to pain so they get they get uh, more they, their, their neurons are more attuned to experience pleasure and, and uh, relax and, and enjoy the, the experience the sexual experience and they are less attuned to pain and discomfort.
0: And it's that oxygen uh, in the blood that is so vital. Yep,
2: the improvement in blood flow and you know chemicals that our body releases into the blood, um, hormones and little signaling chemicals from you know from the rest of our body that uh, that stimulate these changes in the brains and in your neurons.
0: And so, effectively, the more sex you have, you can you could say the more cells you will grow, especially in the brain or the hippocampus, and that can help um, for people to learn better. So yep. for
2: form new for, memories. Yep.
0: Uh, for mem- for uh, women who want to go back to school, perhaps later in life, if you're having sex, you might actually do better in class.
2: It's possible for <laughs> it's a- sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and the reactions to stress and depression. And these days, life is very different for women. You know, sure it is. Uh, sure. we're multitasking. We have a million balls in the air. We can do it all. Never say no. And the risk for anxiety, stress, and depression for women is 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 very high.
2: Yes, for sure. And and uh, some of the hormonal changes. One big one that's always mentioned is oxytocin, which helps you sort of relax better uh, bond with your partner and be more sort of content and happy so it certainly does
0: and that's the cuddle hormone that that oxytocin and that makes us more vulnerable and trusting and that can also lead to a better experience in the bedroom if you're fully vulnerable and also trust your partner you're you're more likely to uh be be aroused or to get aroused and and to enjoy uh an orgasm.
2: Yeah, I think that's right. Um, the, uh, it's interesting when I was when I was reviewing this. The uh, the mention was that you 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 are more likely to connect with your partner uh, and be more relaxed and have a stronger relationship, but you have to make sure it's the the right partner because those hormonal changes will happen, you know, with a sexual experience, whether it's you know your longtime partner or husband or what have you for a long time, or if it's uh, you know somebody you don't know that well, so or a one night be, stand, exactly. for example.
0: Whereas men, on the other hand, receive a surge of simple pleasure during yeah. an orgasm yeah. and. Do- dopamine and stuff from like the that. dopamine yeah. exactly and so that's the pleasure hormone and that's why men also Perhaps it's uh, related to the biological drive and the need for men, um, sex, uh, sex for men. I, anyway, I didn't say that right. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I'm just going to sing. Yeah, um, yeah. And singing in the bedroom is good, too. But yeah. uh, but that's why many more men tend to suffer from sex addiction or men have more sexual partners yep. because they find that pleasure, and it's so fantastic. Yeah,
2: it's, it's very interesting to consider the differences, you know, between the two genders for sure. And and with women, it's it really is a different sort of hormone hormonal and neurologic response.
0: Um, absolutely, and so it's um, you know the other reason, the other thing, love can actually hurt, can't it? And we've talked about this before, right?
2: Yes, yes. Uh, uh, I mean it's it's uh, it can it can make you sort of uh, extremely happy and and on top of the world, but then uh, you know when you have a breakup or if uh, your partner's unfaithful, it can be devastating, you know, emotionally and, and psychologically.
0: And that has something to do with all the hormones that are released and and how much pleasure
2: again it 's part of the i think part of the bonding effect from oxytocin and otherwise
0: uh absolutely so it's um so having regular sex and experiencing orgasm i think that 's really my message tonight is that experiencing orgasm is important so for anybody to say uh, it 's not important to have an orgasm and 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 apparently the number one sexual um, dysfunction for women between the ages of 18 and 30 is the inability to orgasm, which is, you know, it's, it's sad in, in this society because it is the most pleasurable aspect of, um, of, of engaging in sex. Uh, and the mind is so powerful as well in regard (laughs) to sex. Um, and the mind plays a key role in achieving orgasm for women. That's why fantasy is important. And that's also why, um, C- that mind clutter decreasing that mind clutter i have james on the line hello james james are you there okay uh anyway the mind is important Are right, jim are you there <laughs> nope okay uh having a problem we're actually having a little trouble with the lines tonight and uh are you there james Hi. hey james how are you
1: I'm fantastic. How are you?
0: I'm well. Thank you. It's Jim, I, is it?
1: <laughs> it is, Jim. And I commend your uh, your singing on air. First, your courage, your courage and your skill, both I commend.
0: <laughs> do I send the check now? <laughs> are you like. Small, uh, small unmarked bills. Any, <laughs> any relations in Hollywood? <laughs> Not dis- aware of. Do you, want, you don't want to discover me, huh? Exactly. <laughs> Darn! I suppose you're calling for my package or the shoe, the shoe jewels.
1: Uh, well, I, you know what? Actually, neither. Uh, I would love the oh. pa- my
0: package, but
1: okay. if you've only got XL left, it's just going to be uh, too large for me. Unfortunately.
0: Oh, well, you're Sorry, so you're, you're so sweet. I'm going to get you in smaller size. Oh, awesome. <laughs> I'll well, leave it great. here. Absolutely. Would, Did you have a question? A
1: size, I would. I love a size large. Uh, yeah, okay. well, I just wanted to to comment as well. You'd mentioned earlier there about, and I kind of walked in on it partway through, so I may have it wrong, but you'd mentioned um, couples scheduling having sex, like mm-hmm. making a point to put it on a to-do list. Yes. My experience is always, had always been, if if you're doing that, if a couple is making a point to schedule it, it almost never happens. Like, I, I always found there has to be some element of spontaneity to it. Like, if you're saying, okay, Tuesday evening, if you're saying that on Sunday night, something's going to come up, so you're not going to, it's not going to happen on Tuesday night. That could just be my experience, but that's what I always found anyway.
0: Exactly. You know, scheduling sex, we, we tend to, to always schedule sex, quite honestly. We're always thinking, you know, Saturday night, I'm going to go out with him, I'm going to wear this, I'm going to wear that. You know, uh, we're, we're, we are thinking about it. It may not have as much spontaneity, but I know it seems to lack intimacy when people schedule sex, but sometimes people get so busy that's, the, that's what they have to do. But I appreciate your point. Kathy? is on Hi. the line from Pitt Meadows.
3: Hi there.
0: Hey Kathy, how are
3: you? No, not too bad. It's fun to let you know. It's the first time I've tuned into your show and it's great.
0: Oh, thank you so much. That's so nice of you to say. I have some shoe jewels for you. That'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. That's wonderful. Oh, well thank do you have a question or anything?
3: Uh, well no. I'm I'm just somewhat older and uh widowed and The shoes kind of caught my attention. I do have them, but I haven't been wearing
0: them. Uh, Well, you know what? Put those pumps on, my friend, okay? And watch your sex life surge. Anyway, we're going to go for a break. And when I come back, we're going to wrap up the show and tell you what's on for next week. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show.